Welcome to the Writer's Hour, where we have creative conversations with up-and-coming authors on their latest books. This is the place to be if you wish to get a preview of new books that are available for the voracious bibliophile, as well as the story behind the story for the voyeur who wishes a peek behind the creative curtain. Here's your host, Janine Bolin. Hi, this is Janine Bullen. I'm here with the Writer's Hour, and today I am lucky enough to have a dear friend who I got to meet almost a year ago in England, and as many of you know, it had been a lifelong dream of mine to be able to go to England, and today I get to speak with Stephen Oliver, who is not only the author of many very helpful self-development books, but also novels, short stories, and as I just learned, he's entered a new genre. And today, we're just going to be talking about some of the fun that we have with writing. So, Stephen, thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you for inviting me. Yeah, so tell us a little bit about, you were talking to an agent, and sometimes as authors, you know, we think we know what we're talking about as far as what genre we're a part of, but you were told you have a whole new genre available to you you didn't even know about. Yes, well, the thing is, um, I was part of um, an online virtual writer's retreat organized by our mutual friend, Annalisa Parent, and one of the things we could do had to pay a little bit extra to do it was to talk to an agent uh it was a 15 minute slot and it was a woman called amy collins and i was an absolutely amazing experience first of all because it went on for 25 minutes and secondly uh she said she'd read my proposal my synopsis and all this um and i'd said you know this is straight young adult science fiction novel she said no it's not it's magical realism and i was thinking what is magical realism? So I had to go and look it up. And it turns out it's when you treat magical, supernatural, or just weird things as actually being completely normal and part of the everyday. So Harry Potter, in some ways, is magical realism because they're dealing with magic, so it's something that happens every single day of your life. Um, And so I had this wonderful chat with her. She really got me going, and then she asked for my manuscript. So... I'm waiting to hear back. I mean, even if she says, no, it's not for me, hey, at least I've had the experience of talking with her and getting a whole new insight into what I need to be doing and how I need to be thinking. Right, exactly. It's like those wonderful times when we have somebody who is in the business, but yet has that critical eye and can tell us things that we didn't even know about ourselves. So uh, you started off, though, with nonfiction writing before you moved into novels. So tell us a little bit about that transition as you started with nonfiction and then as you moved into writing fictional work. Nonfiction, it started off with a book that I wrote some years ago, Unleash Your Dreams, Going Beyond Goal Setting. Um, it, actually, that started out as a course. Uh, some friends and I had been discussing, we we're all NLP practitioners, and we've been discussing setting goals because one of them was training to be an Alexander teacher. And she said, The problem is there's nothing about setting goals in this course, and we really need to teach these people about it. So she and I and another friend decided in the end we would write a course, a two-day course, basically a weekend. We offered it. Nobody took it. Quick flash forwards, a year later, my friend Pat was the only one practicing because she was the only one who had actually set goals, and her goals were to have 30 patients a week, which was what she did. None of the others had done that. End of story, none of them was practicing. 
forwards a few years, um, and what with you know the 2008 collapse and all this sort of thing, nobody was interested in anything, any sort of course that didn't get them on with their job. So I talked uh, to Pat and to our other friend Barbara and said to her, said to them, listen. I'm thinking of writing a book out of this. And they said, go ahead. You did most of the work anyway, so you might as well. So I did. Then I learned about publishing and decided I needed to self-publish. So there was a whole learning curve of Kindle and Create Space and iBooks and all of these um, formatting, design, editing. Uh, no. <laughs> I, can, I can see you sweating already there. Um, but the whole point is I actually went and did all that. And then 2013, I published, self-published the book. Uh, I haven't earned a lot of money out of it, but I have had one or two rather good reviews um, on Amazon for it. So, you know, I'm happy with that. But then I started on a follow-up book and, you know, it was, it was good, going well. And then I had an idea for a story. Um, it was going to be a novel. And it was really going nicely, 35,000 words written, and then I made a mistake. We were talking earlier about the kinds of writers. I am what is known as a discovery writer or a pantser, because I write by the seat of my pants. Most of the time, I don't know what I'm writing until I've written it. Um, <laughs> there's a familiar smile there. Um, we have... Uh, we have this sort of way of looking at the world where we let the story tell itself and then we go back and put structure in later. I read a book called Take Off Your Pants, which is about turning a panther into a plotter. And I did all they did. I did develop character arcs. I developed plot arcs. I did subplots. I did all the things that the, the plotter does. And the story was dead in the water. I literally couldn't write another word. And it was only when I was with Annalisa on the first retreat that someone said, it's because your subconscious thinks you finished the book. But in the meantime, I did have an idea for a short story. I wrote it. And when I finished it, I realized I'd created an entire narrative universe, a whole world of possibilities. So I wrote another story and then another and another. And before I knew it, I had the book. And in the meantime, I'd met Annalisa. I asked if I, uh, she did editing work. And I ended up actually being enrolled um, in one of her courses where I was revising the book with her. And at the end of it, the book was revised. We've tried putting it out, but I'd written another one, also an anthology. And then a third one, and then a fourth one. And then I got ideas for other stories. And that's why I now have half a dozen completed books um, two novels, four anthologies. I have another two novels I'm working on. I have another three anthologies I'm working on. I just can't stop writing. In fact, I was saying the other day to a friend, I think I'm a writing addict. If I can't write, if I can't write at least once or twice a week or preferably every day, I start getting antsy. Now, like I've got an addiction and I need my fix. Well, and, that's common with so many writers, though. And this is true of almost anybody in the arts is the fact that we do have that desire to express ourselves through a certain type of medium. If we are unable to express ourselves through that medium, we do get antsy. We get cranky. You know, it's, it's almost like some people say, well, that means you're an addict. And I'm like, well, at least it's uh, positive and it's not hurting anybody at least. Right. I mean, you're still paying the mortgage. 
<laughs> on all that stuff, right? So anyway, but I didn't mean to cut you off there. But no, 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 you're, so a, you're many, absolutely. There's so many ways to write. And what I love about your personal story, and we're speaking today with Stephen Oliver, and is the fact that you've gone from different genres. You went from nonfiction, you went in to fiction, you've been a panster, you've been a plotter, you've, you've done writing in pretty much almost every format you possibly can, and you found ways to break out of your box. So people talk a lot about writer's block. You and I have already had this discussion about we don't really suffer from that, but I'd like you to share with the audience about why you don't suffer with that. Well, in my case, I have a little trick. I have multiple projects. Um, as I said, I've got two novels. One's pure science fiction, and I'm pretty sure it is science fiction, although the agent will probably say it's magical realism again. The other one is a quest fantasy. That's going to be an epic. I'm already at 98,000 words, and I'm about halfway through my story arc. Um, but unfortunately, it's not really easy to break that up into a multi-volume uh, book, so I'm not quite sure how I'm going to handle that. But the point is, I've got these, I've got, usually got three, four, maybe half a dozen short stories on the go. And I've got the follow-up book to this one where I will pop in from time to time and add another section or finish off a chapter. I've always got something going. So when I start slowing down on one, I switch to another because I've come to realize I do not suffer from writer's block. What I do is I have a situation where my muse, my subconscious, whoever is behind me, whispering all this in my ears, isn't ready. Um, the block that I was talking about before with uh, my novel, where it was dead in the water, it was only when I went back and decided, I'm going to have another go at this, when I realized something I was doing in two paragraphs in a chapter needed a chapter of its own. So I literally sat down, wrote that chapter, took me three or four days, it's 9,000 odd words. It's the longest word in the book, uh, chapter in the book so far. But the point is, once I got that out, then the rest of the story carried on. Part of the block wasn't just that I thought I'd finished it, but it was my subconscious saying, you can't carry on because you haven't told this part of the story. And it's actually like an offshoot from the main story. The main character, his mentor, if you like, has his own little side adventure, which is going to become very important later. Um, and I had to have that in place beforehand. Otherwise, what happens later will not make any sense. Actually, I've had to restart that book completely because a friend of mine years ago when I was talking about it, I, I mentioned this idea and he said, and why did this person do that? I was talking about the end of the book. And he, I thought, and I thought, why did he do that? He should have done that with somebody else. And if he did that with that person, then this person can't be killed off. And I had to completely rebuild the book and literally write it from scratch. And I think it's much, much better for it because, of course, in the meantime, I had grown as a writer. I've got a better style. I think differently now. For one thing, I'm much more careful about using adverbs. Um, the bane of all writers, you know. We do love you don't talk excitedly, <laughs> you rant, you know, and You're all this right. sort of thing. <laughs> <laughs> We're very careful when we start putting L-Y on the end okay. of words. We try to find other ones, don't we? Exactly. So, 
we have a few more minutes before we wrap up. So I would love to hear from you as you got better as a writer, as you started to really learn your craft, what are some books that you read that you found very helpful? You already mentioned the one, which is take the pants off. Yeah. Uh, That's if somebody needs to learn to plot. Take off your pants. It, it's a good book. I'm not putting it down, but it wasn't my style at the time. But I have learned from it because, uh, as I said, I think, believe earlier, I'm doing detective stories. So I now do plotting in that I have a spreadsheet where I've got all my clues, all my mistakes, you know, everything, who's doing what, who the victims are, how they die, age, even ethnicity, although that's not important. It is important for me to know all these things. To, and then I literally tick them off as I've done them on the spreadsheet. Otherwise, I'm going to lose something. Mm-hmm. Another book I thoroughly recommend is Annalisa Parent, our mentor, who uh, wrote a book called Storytelling for Panthers. Um, that is really, if you realize you're a writer who can't work with plots but needs to put a plot in place afterwards, I thoroughly recommend that book. It's very funny and very useful and uh, I keep plugging it for Annalisa. I don't know what it's doing to her sales. Um, but uh, it's, it's a thoroughly good book. And if you're writing a nonfiction book, one I can thoroughly recommend is Jim Edwards, How to Write. Uh, I think it's How to Write and Publish a Book in Seven Days. Um, you can find it on Amazon, um, Jim Edwards. And he did this together with a man called Joe Vitale. And that's what actually inspired me to turn this into a book right. in the first place. Most writers go the other direction, don't they? They take their book and they create a course. Here, you went in the exact opposite direction of you had a course and then you turned it into a book. So brilliant. Well done. (laughs) Well, the thing is that I had to take certain things out, which you can do on a course where you have a group who are working together. Yeah, there's certain exercises you can do in group, which you can't really do in a book. Um, But I am actually reversing the process again, and I've already started looking into the possibilities of doing an online course and even on um, convert this into an audio book. But I'm not quite sure where I'm going to set up my studio for that. For, for all of that. And it's always so much more fun to have a book where the author has uh, been the one that did the audio book. I've heard many, many people say that they've always enjoyed that a bit more. So, well, yeah. today we were talking with Stephen Oliver, and this is the Writer's Hour with Janine Bolin. And I want to thank you for joining us. And Stephen will be back later on to talk about unleashing your potential using goals. And we'll talk more about the book that started off as a course and then became a book. Thank you for your time today, Stephen. Thank you very much for inviting me. Thank you for listening to the Writer's Hour. To hear more about the creative conversations that Janine Bolin is sharing with her listeners, please visit janinebolin.com forward slash guest. Guest.